Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. You are about to listen to an original episode of Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of upcoming shows, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. After you finish the podcast, please take a moment to subscribe to it, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it sucks. Thank you for your support, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. I hope you had an amazing, amazing Christmas. What a great time of year. So exciting. And I'm glad you're here to listen to this best of 2015 part two of two. I know you're going to enjoy this just as much as the last week's episode. So many great, interesting people who have such an amazing insight into the business. It's just incredible. I want to thank you so much for listening and all your support. Again, without you, this show is impossible. And I'd like to take some time to thank a lot of the people that have helped me this year and who have just been so wonderful in helping to put the podcast together. From the music of Kyle Turley to the production skills of Alec Thomas and his team who did the cold open and a lot of the voiceovers so great to all the producers that have helped me this year from Ari Manis to Kevin Terrell to Alex Petzl just such a great group of people and I'm so so appreciative and I'm so grateful and I guess I should tell you that instead of doing a cold open like I normally do I'm just going to pick one like I did last week that I thought was interesting and unique. And this particular one came from an episode that I was really, really excited about sitting down with a man that really has changed my life and changed millions and millions of people's lives. And it was a cold open that I did before I interviewed Norman Lear. So without further ado, Here it is. My guest today is a man who has truly inspired me in my life, and I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing right now if it wasn't for him. And I'm talking about Norman Lear. And I'll just share this one quick thing with you. One of the things that meant so much to me about the first show of yours that I saw all in the family was uh, the character that meant the most to me, believe it or not, growing up in an all-white town, was the original Lionel, the late Mike Evans. And the thing that really meant the world to me was an episode where it was one of the first episodes I got to see where he walks in and Archie comes down and he sprayed his underarms with hairspray. And he looks at Lionel and he says, 
What do used people do when you have all your aerosol cans up in the bathroom? How do used people organize things? And I'll never forget this. Lionel, without missing a beat, said, Well, you know, Mr. Bunker, what us peoples do is we build these wooden shells and we build them down like this, Mr. Bunker, and we build them across like this, Mr. Bunker, and we take all our aerosol cans and we shove them in the different slots like this, Mr. Bunker. So what I suggest you do is shove yours. <laughs> and huge, huge, huge applause. And then I remember Archie saying, a guy could take that two ways. Huge, huge laugh again. Then Michael says, yeah, I'm sure he only meant it one way. Huge, huge laughs again. And then Archie says, yeah, he's a good kid. Huge laughs and applause again. And I, oh, I look at you and I'm inspired because let me know that I could laugh at what was happening in my life. And what that was, was the example of what I learned later in my life in comedy, that the premise was a washcloth filled with water and you wring the washcloth once water comes out and you think when you just can't get enough out of the joke, you can wring it again and again and again. And in your career, what inspired me so much is you rang the washcloth out until there was not a drop left in it in every scene you did. And that's what inspired me throughout my life and watching television. So for those of you listening all around the world, this is the message. We all go through things in our lives wherever we are in the world. And right now there's shows you're watching that move you, that take you to another place, that get you out of the area or the space you're in that you're dealing with. There's tough times back when I was growing up. Look, I love my grandmother. I never knew in my mind that when somebody said the coloreds, referring to the African-American people in the surrounding towns, I never for once thought that was real or that was the way I was supposed to act. But I didn't have anything to point to I didn't have any examples. All I had was Norman Lear and his wonderful television program, All in the Family. And for those of you out there who have something that you like, you rally around, you watch, that brings you to a space in your mind of peace, look at it and let it inspire you to go on to do the great things that you want to accomplish in your life. Here we go in three, two. They ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. This show will have laughter. I got everybody pregnant with Barry Katz and semen. Infections caused by jacuzzi water. I'm not comfortable with the tone this is taking. Okay, here we go. Is there anything else I should know? You're on. What? Out of the air! People on Twitter have been asking for Barry Katz to come back a lot. If you're undeniable, you will not be denied. If you want to be successful in show business, you get yourself a Jew white manager like Barry Katz. Here we go. You fucking firing me up, Katz. Being a manager is just turning no's into yeses. Undeniable. Creating holy shit moments. I love this man. Barry Katz. Back in the house. 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 Let's do this. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. This is our part two of two of our best of 2015, and I know you're going to like this episode just as much as I did putting it together. It's just so great to hear all these words of wisdom, so fantastic, and there's nothing that can't be gained from listening to the next 20 people you're going to hear give you advice on how to get to the next level in whatever business you might be in. And let's start off with somebody who is just the greatest comedy showrunner in the history of the world. Best known for creating iconic, life-changing shows like All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Mary Hartman, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Good Times, Fernwood Tonight, and Maud. At the height of his career, 
over 130 million people watched his television shows every week. And in one season, he was responsible for three of the top four shows on television and five of the top nine shows in another. He's won four Emmy Awards, a Peabody Award, and was one of the first seven television pioneers inducted into the Television Academy Hall of Fame. Please welcome the guy I referred to in my cold open and the guy who changed my life and inspired me to be in this business, Norman Lear. Get off your asses. If you know there's a role you might be right for, get there and make sure people know you le- you're alive and you and you want it. Know that you, if you're a reasonable, but you can go to the same desk a hundred times without. You gotta you gotta forget that you think you might be a pain in the ass. You won't be, because if you're doing it right. You know, somebody's got to take notice, but you have to do the things that somebody will take notice of. Go with your gut. My next guest is somebody I've known my entire career and love her dearly. I caught up with her in Montreal. She's a stand-up comedian, writer, actress, producer, and designer who began stand-up comedy out of her parents' bookstore in San Francisco at just 14 years old. After a few successful performances on the Arsenio Hall Show, She was commissioned by ABC for her own sitcom, All-American Girl. She's acted in the John Woo film Face Off, starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, and appeared on numerous television shows, including Drop Dead Diva as a series regular, 30 Rock, Sex in the City, and Dancing with the Stars. She's written two books and her own critically acclaimed one-woman show. I know you're going to like her a lot, just as much as I do. Please welcome Margaret Cho. You have to always be in pursuit of the dream. And I think that uh, you wouldn't be given the desire to do it if you didn't have some reason that you were supposed to. And uh, everybody I see in comedy is supposed to be there. So if there's a real passion that you have for it, to pay attention to that and to live that dream is, you know, life is very brief and very um, fragile. And comedy is a is a noble art. It is um, the finest art, I think, and the most important art. And so you should just do it and, and honor that uh, desire in yourself as being a, a divine um, intervention and inspiration, a kind of uh, a calling. You know, I think that is it is in a way like the clergy, that you are somehow called to this profession and, and that uh, those who heed the call will be successful. My next guest is best known for being the chairman of NBC Entertainment from 2009 to 2011, where he was responsible for generating over $10 billion in revenue and was instrumental in the acquisition of The Voice and the growth of cable networks USA, Sci-Fi, Bravo, Oxygen, and Telemundo Networks. He was also involved in Universal Media Studios, which did House, 30 Rock, Law & Order, SVU, and many more. He was also responsible for bringing Jay Leno back to late night television in 2012. This past year, he's been an executive producer for TV shows Barmageddon, Match Made in Heaven, Fit to Fat to Fit, and an updated version of To Tell the Truth. This guy's story was tremendous, and interviewing him was a really, really great experience. I've known him for a long time, and he didn't disappoint. Jeff Gaspin. Passion will take you a long way. You know, persistence. You have to be persistent those first few times. And and luck, you know, you can't create the luck, so you have to you have to put yourself in a position where maybe maybe you will be in an elevator with somebody who will ultimately uh, help your career. You can't just sit back at home waiting for the phone to ring. Um, you really do have to be active. Uh, and and make and and understand. There's going to be a lot of rejection. Uh, sometimes you have to take jobs that you feel are beneath you. Give it a chance. Give it some time. The 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 best advice I can give, and I, I give it to my son, who calls me every you know every once in a while and says, "I'm not happy. I want to do something else." And I go, "If you keep going back to start, you'll never finish." So why don't you do this for a few years? Get a promotion or two. Then if you're unhappy, 
then go look for something else. But at least you'll have a few years behind you so you don't have to start at the beginning again. If you leave now, you're going to go back to being, you know, an assistant or a PA on a production. You're going to have the lowest job and you're going to have to, you know, start from scratch. So do do something for a few years have something. And, and if you can enter, you know, if you want to be in entertainment, but you're not in creative yet, but you can enter through finance or you can enter through PR, you can enter through one of the tangential sides of the business. That's fine, too. You don't have to start you know, exactly where you want to be, you can, you can get to the same place slightly, you know, a, you know, a different route. You know, I'm, my son actually works in PR and I said to him that, you know, PR is a great entry point for entertainment. And if you look at, I think there are more studio heads right now that started in PR than any other functionality. Dana Walden over at Fox, David Staff over at CBS, Plepler at, who runs HBO, they all started in PR. So you don't have to start in development if you want to be in development. You don't have to all start in creative if you want to be in creative. But I will suggest you do something for a few years so you can understand what it's like to progress. Don't keep trying to go back to start. My next guest is a producer, actor, writer, and director. He's best known for creating and starring in Kenny vs. Spenny, which aired not only in Canada, on USA Network, but also on Comedy Central and was nominated for eight Gemini Awards. He also created a show called Testies for FX and Triumph of the Will for Canada's Action Network. His film work includes the documentary Pitch, which premiered at the Toronto Film Festival, and The Papal Chase, in which he tries to meet Pope John Paul II. He's also written for South Park and won in Vice Magazine's first annual Story Awards for his 2006 piece, I Told My Friend He Had AIDS. This guy was crazy, unique, alternative, not like anybody else I ever interviewed. And I hope that he brings insight to you like he brought to me when I interviewed him. Kenny Hotz. Now you can do it easy in your fucking underwear in your bathroom on YouTube. Everybody has their own network. I say don't do stand up because there's no executives anymore out there going, I'm going to give you a shot, kid, and giving you a fucking sitcom. You can play to 7 billion people at home on your fucking computer, on your fucking iPhone. You can make a movie on an iPhone and win an Oscar. You really can. Like if you, you can do anything at home alone with nothing. No one's ever had that opportunity. We never had that opportunity. We, you got YouTube now. You could be, maybe you could be a billionaire. You can, and it could be one stupid song or it could be one bit or whatever. Everybody owns a network. Stop doing stand up in clubs. Do it on YouTube. Hone your fucking skills and make it there. Cause you, why play to 50 people when you can play to five, seven billion, you know? And if your shit's good, cream rises to the top, it'll spider out there and you'll fucking make it. But it's got to be good. Or or really bad. Uh, you know, it, it's one or the other. And it's a crapshoot anyhow. Listen, everybody said, don't do this. Don't go into the biz. Don't do it. It's a, it's a crapshoot. And then one of my friends, Peter Sussman, said, look, it's a crapshoot. You know, and people win a lot of cash, you know, in Vegas. So other people do it. You should do it. If that's what you want to do, go do it. But don't whine and bitch. It's not like nothing Nothing gets handed to you. It's work. It's so much work. And Neil Simon, back to Neil Simon said, it's all in the work. Uh, don't worry about anything. That People focus on making money and how do I get this and how do I get that. It's just like you said. Make that fucking pilot. Just do the fucking work. And if it's great, it'll be found. You know, and they can, you know, you can... You can sell it's not it's not hard to sell a show to to you know Kevin Riley. It's hard to make a great fucking show to sell to him. But if you have anything that that's fucking great and you put it on YouTube, you you have a you have the hottest show in in America, you know? It's just you just got to do it. My next guest is a professional basketball player, actor, television host and entrepreneur and is the first NBA player in history to play on three different championship teams, where he won four world championships as part of the Detroit Pistons, 
Chicago Bulls, and Los Angeles Lakers. After retiring from basketball, he began his entertainment career, which included acting in the films Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2, and hosting numerous TV shows, including the hit Fox show, Best Damn Sports Show, period. This guy was unbelievable, and one of the tallest guests I'll ever interview in my life. Please welcome John Sally. As an American, we have no poverty. There's no poverty in America. There's no, that's, that's a bunch of malarkey. There's no poverty. I've been to India. And if you got a dollar, you're probably one of the richest people in India. So if you think you got it bad and you sit around and start feeling sad for yourself or what you don't have and why you got to do it, you're, you're, you're lazy, you're uh, egotistical, and you should be smacked a couple of times to make you wake up to realize you have a wonderful life to live in this country in any position. I've been to every ghetto in this country. It is 150 times better in the ghetto here than in the regular part of India, the regular part of Africa. So when you come around and you say that, I'll take you to Soweto, I'll take you to the favelas in, in, in Brazil I've been to, I'll take you to Cuba where I've been, I'll take you to Haiti. You, we don't have it bad, we have it really good. The fact that we're sitting in this room right now and none of us are sweating because we have air conditioning, so without us paying attention, and the fact that we got trees, like I, I laughed when I got here and I saw all these gangbangers and I go, how are you gonna gangbang and you got palm trees on your street? <laughs> and I said, how do you do a drive-by? How do the fact that you have a car, like the, the, the thought process that you have a car is amazing, so to think that we don't have it is a bunch of bull. We, we are the most blessed country, and the people in this country should be kissing each other and hugging each other every day. Even if you think you have it tough, we don't have it bad. So you need to literally stop paying attention to your sorrow and pay attention to your great greatness. My next guest is pound for pound the best comedian in the world. Of course, he's four foot four inches tall. A comedian, podcaster, and actor who was born with achondroplasia, a type of dwarfism. He has been performing stand-up comedy since the age of 19 and is the only little person I know that headlines theaters and comedy clubs across the country and the world. He's also a great actor who has appeared on The Mind of Mencia, Legit, Deadbeat, and he's also been a featured guest on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and has numerous comedy albums as well as hosting a great podcast with another funny man, Adam Ray. Just got back from doing a Christopher Guest film, and we caught up with him, and this guy was nothing short of amazing. I know you're going to like him a lot. Brad Williams. If it's what you're supposed to do, there's no advice that I could give you that'll make you succeed any faster. Because if it's what you're supposed to do and what you want to do and what you were designed to do, what you were put on this earth by either science or God, whatever your belief, whatever you were put on this earth to do, if, if it is truly your calling, you'll find a way. You'll make it happen. You'll, you will not let anything stop you. When someone tells you something negative rather than internalize it and uh, blame yourself, you'll look at them as if to say, you fool, how could you not see that this is great? Whether it be comedy, television, a movie, a piece of artwork, or a business proposal, or an idea for your own business. If it is what you are passionate about, there is absolutely nothing that will stop you from doing it. Ever. This next guest has been a part of my life and career for all of it. He's a comedy and music promoter, radio host, producer, and the co-creator of Russell Simmons' Deaf Comedy Jam. He started out as an independent club promoter for musicians and comedians in the tri-state area, 
after attending Seton Hall University, where he single-handedly took his college radio station to the top of the market ratings. He joined Russell Simmons' company, Rush Communications, and traveled across the country to find top-tier comedians for Def Jam, discovering Bernie Mac, Dave Chappelle, Cedric the Entertainer, and Monique. He then founded Laugh Mob, a comedy production and management company which has produced specials for numerous TV networks. The insight this guy had was phenomenal, and I know, I know you are going to find it really interesting. His advice is just the best. Bob Sumner. I just finished watching um, the history of television. They talked about uh, sitcoms, funny ladies and stuff. And to hear some of the stories, to hear that Mary Tyler Moore went for a job that she didn't get, but by her going to the audition, okay, okay, Danny Thomas, who who was producing this one show, who also he wanted Mary Tyler Moore possibly, but she didn't fit the part. But he was becoming a producer on this other show that they wanted to use. Uh, Carl Reiner, I believe it was. He decided to give it to Dick Van Dyke. He didn't fit the thing, but they needed a wife, and they looking for the right wife. And Danny remembered that it was this young lady that didn't work for him, but maybe she could become Laura Petrie. And that was Mary Tyler Moore, who became the Mary Tyler Moore show that became Rhoda, that became this, that, and the other. Okay, Lou Grant, and this, that, and the other. So what I'm saying is don't think that it's all about making dollars like when Bill Bellamy did the thing with the MTV. If Bill would have just been looking for dollars, he wouldn't have been able to make dollars. But we all know that dollars make sense if you're making sense. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to BarryCats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. My next guest was a very emotional interview, and after the cold open, he left my office, and I didn't think he'd come back, but luckily he did. And he was fantastic. He's a comedian, actor, and producer whose incredible documentary entitled I Am Chris Farley about the life of his brother premiered to incredible reviews when it aired on Spike TV this past summer. He followed the path of his brother into comedy and appeared in films by SNL cast members including Adam Sandler's The Waterboy, Norm MacDonald's Dirty Work, and he also appeared in the HBO series Curb Your Enthusiasm and Disney's That's So Raven. He also starred in the David Zucker spoof comedy film An American Carol, and in 2013 he directed the parody film Paranormal Movie and continues to perform stand-up comedy around the country and the world. I know you're going to like this guy a lot. I know I did. Kevin Farley. If you really love to do comedy or if you really love to act or if you really like to write, you'll just do it. And you'll the 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 business will come to you. You know, but you just keep writing, you keep acting, you keep doing what you could doing. The business will just happen. But never set out to be a star. Then you're going to fail. I mean, then you're going to fail. Yeah. Just keep writing, keep acting, keep doing what you love and then it'll happen. 
or it won't, but at least you'll be doing what you love. My next guest is the chairman and CEO of The Alternative, a new management and entertainment production company. He formerly was the managing director of Octagon Entertainment and the former executive vice president board member of Worldwide Head of Non-Scripted Television for the William Morris Agency and has packaged or produced literally hundreds of television programs and thousands of hours of television. Among the shows he's been associated with include the Arsenio Hall Show, Blue Collar TV, Fear Factor, Biggest Loser, Project Runway, The Man Show, Chelsea Lately, Tom Green Live, Piers Morgan Tonight, Larry King Live, Dr. Drew, Donnie and Marie, Name That Tune, The Weakest Link, and many more. This is a guy who is an unbelievably inspirational man with an incredible story from being one of the most successful agents of my time to dying on an operating table to coming back and rising above so many others in this field. An incredible inspiration, John Ferreter. Continue to learn and get better from it. The first thing is understand that you don't know everything and nobody you're dealing with knows everything. You can always learn. You can always get better. Number two, never get in a car in Los Angeles if you have to pee. And number three, and the most important, (laughs) do not sleep your way to the middle. It took me a year and a half to land this guest to come do the podcast. I must have asked him about 20 times and I finally locked it down and I'm so glad I did. He's an award-winning entertainment executive and producer who attended Harvard, joined the entertainment business at MGM, and quickly ascended to the head of motion picture production. He went on to hold executive positions at a number of notable companies, including VP of Production at the David Gerber Company and president of Lionsgate Studios. He spent 10 years as part of the senior management group at the Creative Artist Agency, where he was an agent for top talent, including Danny DeVito, Robert De Niro, and Kevin Costner. There, he founded the agency's corporate practice. He also founded Entertainment Media Ventures, Inc., and served as CEO at the 3D technology company, Reality, where he produced U2's feature film in 3D and co-produced the hugely successful film, The Aviator, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. This guy really brought it. Sandy Kleiman. There's no guarantee for success in anything, okay? But what I will say is the things that will help you get to success is humility, discipline, stick-to-itiveness. Well, I don't like the word networking, I think networking is really learning from other people and building relationships and then trying to help them and then understanding when they should help you. Uh, I've, I've rarely asked for help. It's a flaw in my character. But people, if you ask for help, people will give you help. Go, go find people of similar values. Go find people who are supportive. And then, frankly, today, it's the conversation I had yesterday with one of the assistants in my office. And here's the conversation which speaks directly to your question. So she's a lovely woman, and we were talking about her career path. And I said to her, what do you really want to do? And we talked about literary. We talked about being on set, which she'd had some experience uh, in doing before she moved to California. And finally, she said, you know, I I think I'd really like to direct. Now, there's the old CAA T-shirt that has Ralph the Wonder Dog saying what I really want to do is direct. And people make jokes of that, but I don't. I actually think it's I think. I would, it's like, please don't eat the daisies as a play everyone should see or a movie everyone should see. The cab driver writes a play and because the critic has not given him positive feedback, he decides not to write more. At which point they have a moment at the end where the critic is there and he's saying, why would you stop writing? He said, it was fine. He said, well, you didn't, he says, no, you just keep going. And what I told her was this. I said, if you really want to direct, when I, when I started in the business, equipment was expensive. You had to borrow it. You had to get Kodak to give you, you know, overstock film, you know, ends that you could splice together. I said, today, the creative process has been democratized for everybody. 
I said, frankly, people are shooting movies on iPhones. You could walk into Bel Air Camera in Westwood and walk out. It used to be $6,000. You can walk out for almost nothing with professional equipment. You can edit now with software that is effectively more powerful than an editing suite 20 years ago and do it on your laptop. I said there are the, the world is made up of uh, amateurs, semi-professionals, and people who are trying to move into professional ranks. Steven Spielberg started as a child shooting with an 8mm camera and had to move to a 16mm and eventually got the 35mm. I said, you're in a world where those tools are all available to you. And I said, you could toss a stone you know, out the window here and hit actors that'll go work for you for free. If you believe that you want to do this and you believe you have the skills to do this, what I'm going to tell you is go do it. And I think that it is taking the initiative. And I think there is no substitute for understanding yourself that every day you have choices to make, even with obligations, you have choices to make. If you have kids, enroll them in the process rather than water the lawn, go make a movie together. And what we also need are communities that embrace people and encourage them to not just take risks, but to tell stories. Each of us has something to say inside of us. As I said to the young woman last night, all that you learn at USC or UCLA film schools, and I'm on the board at UCLA film school, all of that, you can learn that and more by simply going to sites on the internet, watching instructional videos on the techniques, and probably learn from the masters by looking at what interviews, guidance, and sharing of both the passion and the craft that is available to everybody. And I tell people, you know, you don't have to make a movie to be creative. You can be creative in any job you're at. And you can be a good partner, worker, leader, supporter. And whether or not you ever make a great deal of money, at the end of your life, you should measure yourself by the good you've done, the good work you've done, the good parenting you've done, the good citizenship you've participated in. We should look back and we should look at all of our communities and say, are we better? And if we aren't, part of what is in my journey is not just to make money. It is to improve the state of life in my community, on this planet, with my family, and take great joy in the success of applying those, 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 those goals and continue to work at it and pass it on generation to generation. My next guest I interviewed in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Festival, and he took me to places that I don't even know existed in my mind as far as I could go, the drama, the comedy, and back. He just had me rolling and was so incredible, his creative mind. He's a Canadian comedian and actor who made an impact in Hollywood in a big way. He's appeared in over 20 movies and is known for his iconic roles in such films as Dumb and Dumber, There's Something About Mary, Half-Baked, Sorority Boys, Down Periscope, Employee of the Month, and Rocket Man. He's performed his stand-up on Late Night with David Letterman, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, HBO, and Comedy Central. And on the other side of his life, he's an accomplished author writing and illustrating several children's books such as The Kid with Too Many Nightmares, The Kid with Too Many Pets, Things You Don't Know You Don't Know, and the Lickety Split book series. An incredibly talented man and gifted in so many different areas and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the business, Harland Williams. Try and create your own world you know what i mean like like everyone knows how to construct a joke and elicit a laugh but that's very surfacy it's i i would recommend people dig deeper and find something special within yourself how, how is your show how is what you're offering special 
and don't just conform to kind of the generic route. Like try and try and offer, like if you look at Andy Kaufman or you look at a performer like Prince or an actor like Jack Nicholson or these are people that, that really found what their specialness was and offered it to the world. And if you look, they they stand out. Whereas there's a million actors, there's a million singers, there's a million comedians. But if you can find that special place within you, it'll it'll burn brighter and longer than just riding the train to success. And, hey, I sold out the, you know, the Boston arena or whatever. I think you want to look beyond beyond just making money and, and having a career. You want you want to. You want to find something special to leave behind. So that's what I would recommend for, for you know, young people to dig a little deeper and search for that. Because that'll, that'll carry you not only through your career, but beyond your career. You know, people are going to remember, whether you like them or not, what Jerry Lewis did versus what kind of a more standard comedian did who was just as famous during Jerry Lewis's day. But... Those comics probably won't be remembered, but Jerry Lewis will because he offered that special thing, you know? My next guest blew me away. Incredible, incredible guy in his 80s, been in the business 50 years plus, an entertainment attorney, author, and professor. He's represented numerous star performers and producers, including Dustin Hoffman, James Cameron, Tom Cruise. Jerry Bruckheimer, Joel Silver, David Geffen, Madonna, Michael Jackson, and the Beatles. He's also an accomplished author, publishing novels The Sunset Bomber, The Lawyer's Tale, and the novel Destiny about Napoleon and Josephine, as well as a biography on Richard III and a book analyzing Shakespeare authorship questions. He teaches a course on entertainment law at Stanford Law School and still lectures at Harvard Law School. The stories that this guy had in the business blew me away, and his advice even more so. I hope you enjoy Burt Fields. Prepare. Work hard. Try to understand what other people are saying or trying to communicate to you. Try to find a way to allow them to reach their goals without sacrificing yours. Uh, try to understand your opponent and what's or your business rival and what are their advantages and disadvantages. Try to take a logical approach uh, rather than an emotional approach to competition and adversity but that's a lot of generalization you know it, it, uh, you really have to take it one case at a time everybody's case is very individual and very different my next guest is a film writer producer and entertainment executive beginning as a journalist with newsweek and the los angeles times he was hired by imagine entertainment where he became vp of motion pictures under ron howard and brian grazier there he produced My Girl, My Girl 2, and For the Love of Money. And then he founded his own production company in 2000. And with 20th Century Fox, produced the hugely successful Big Mama's House and sequels and Laws of Attraction starring Pierce Brosnan and Julianne Moore. In 2006, his film Little Miss Sunshine was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture and took home the Independent Spirit Award for Best Feature Film. Please welcome a guy who doesn't disappoint, David Friendly. If you're passionate about something and you believe in yourself, you can get others to, to let you join the party. But if you don't have that passion and you don't believe in yourself, you will never make it. So when you walk in the room, you have to own it that you belong there and that, you know, this was destiny. And then you have to run through the wall and keep running through the wall. And, and the last piece of advice is just stay in the game. The minute you leave the table, you cannot win. But if you stay in the game, you're not going to win every hand. You're going to lose some hands. You're going to win some hands. But you will have your moment. But if you, if you walk away from it, 
you can't win. So keep playing. My next guest is an incredible, incredible guy. He's a musician, actor, writer, producer, and director of film and stage. But he's best known to everyone who listens as the drummer and lead singer of the iconic band, The Monkees. It's amazing when you sit across from somebody who you listened to when you were a young kid on your record player, and then you get to interview them. So wonderful. He did not disappoint. He was really, really special. I know you'll think the same way. Mickey Dolans. It's perseverance is probably the, 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 the one word that, that I would use, you know, in this business, and probably in any business, but in this one. You know, talent's important, um, and... Uh, but that alone, you know, how many times do we see talented people that they don't make it? We don't know why. And you go like, oh, why isn't that person? Or you see people that don't have any talent and they're like huge. And you go, how did that happen? And so there's no formula, obviously. But I would think the the one thing that that you have to have is perseverance. It's it, you you got to. St- keep at it you got to stick to it and keep at it and not think it's going to be an overnight thing because that very very seldom if ever happens my next guest is an emmy winning actor comedian and writer who's done incredible things in his career and has crafted so many stand-up appearances on the tonight show and has four television specials he's also written for larry sanders and Dennis Miller Live, where he won two Emmy Awards as a writer and executive producer. He's also been the head writer for The Queen Latifah Show, and executive produced Russell Brand's Brand X for FX, and co-wrote the Warner Brothers feature film, Jack Frost. This guy is one of the nicest guys in the business. Everybody loves him, everybody respects him, and everybody wants to work with him. Jeff Cesario. There are so many platforms now to to get your stuff seen, whether it's stand-up, whether it's improv, uh, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a blog. It doesn't matter. If you feel funny coming out of you, do it some way, shape, or form. You can do it now. You don't have to crawl out of the muck of a club scene for a dozen years. You can get it out there and do it. At the same time, get the experience of working those clubs if, if you want. And the other thing I would say to, um, to perf- young performers is um, there is strength in the ability to write a joke. Everything I've gotten... Everything I've gotten is because I took the time to learn how to write a good joke. I listened to good jokes. I mimicked them for a while. Then I got my own energy and input into it. And and that's so valuable. I mean, it's so valuable. It gets you so many places. It gets you punch-up gigs, which can eventually lead to writing. It gets you on camera. It gets you behind camera. It gets you in comfortable places. You are looked upon as someone who can contribute to virtually any project that has comedy in it. We need a good joke here. Who do we call? Call that kid who writes good jokes. Boom. That's great. For executives, I would learn from my mistakes, and they're mostly mistakes of omission. I would say learn to have some savvy. Learn from your compatriots out there. Ask, 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 ask people you trust who have the job. Uh, Ask people above them who have the job. How would you want this job done for you? And as a shy guy, it took me a while to learn that, to learn that it's okay to ask. But I would ask, I would suck up as much information from as many people as you can and understand this. Any meeting you go into, if there's five people in it, there's five agendas. If there's 10 people in it, there's 10 agendas. And serve that. That's not a negative thing. Serve that. Understand that any note from anybody is a good note. Even if all it is is a red flag. And as a performer turned executive, that took me forever to learn because the writer in me wanted to go, that's a crap note. I would never address that. But there's something there. Something bumped them. At least, at the very least, look on it as a red flag and say, okay, we'll look at that area and see if something's bumping us. 
My next guest I tried to get on the show for over a year, and I'm glad he finally did it. He's a writer, producer, and director who has created some of the biggest holy shit moments in comedy film history, including the Airplane movie and the Naked Gun series. He's considered a pioneer in the spoof movie and mockumentary comedy genres, beginning in college with his brother Jerry and friend Jim Abrams. He successfully produced and showed comedy shorts in the back of a college bookstore before opening the Kentucky Fried Theater, which spawned the movie of the same name. He went on to write and co-direct several successful movies, including Airplane, a basketball based on the real game invented in his driveway, starring Trey Parker and Matt Stone, Scary Movie 3, and Scary Movie 4. As a matter of fact, Airplane was nominated for a Golden Globe and BAFTA Award and was entered into the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress in 2010. What a story this guy had. What a take he has on the business and his advice. Just so, so extraordinary. I know you're going to like him a lot. David Zucker. Quit now, you'll never make it. That's seriously, quit now, you're never going to make it. And and the reason why I say this is that, I mean, here, the other half of this advice is if you can ignore this advice, you're halfway there. So, I mean, and the reason I say it is I don't want to be responsible for encouraging anyone. It's just, it's because it's impossible. And it's like, we, we, we never had a, uh, an exit strategy or a escape plan or people would say, what were you guys going to do if you didn't make it? You know, after we loaded up the U-Haul truck, we committed to, we quit our jobs, we moved out to LA and, and the truth is we never had a plan. We just, we were so headstrong and so confident that, that we would make it. And when I hear people say, well, I'll give it a couple of years and, you know, or for directing, acting, whatever's writing and see if I make it. I don't think those people are really going to make it because you just, you have to, you know, you really have to commit to it. If you're around, you, you just have to hang around and love it. You have to love waiting on tables if that's what it takes for, for 40 years. Look at, what do you think um, Carol O'Connor did for, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years until he got all in the family. He just, he got bit parts. And then late in life, he just hit it big. He just, you know, there was the role that came in that was right for him. And often it's, it's not a, a measure of if you're good or bad, but if you're just right for it. I mean, John Hamm is brilliant as Don Draper, but I mean, he was maybe 10% lucky that a show like that showed up for him. Uh, other people make their own luck. I think uh, Sylvester Stallone w wrote Rocky and, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood, very talented, uh, you know, has really made his own breaks. Uh, you have to... Now it exists, the, the possibility for you to make your own video. That It's much easier than it was when I started out because, the you know, the stuff was really expensive. Now you can do stuff, as you said, on your cell phone. Um, but, but you have to, I think more than anything, it's persistence. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise anybody to, to keep on trying just cause it's so impossible. It's, and you, but you have to love doing it. And I, you just have to be headstrong, I think, and just, and do, and not accept no for an answer. My next guest is an entertainment executive and current executive vice president of programming and development at GSN. She had successful tenures as an executive with multiple networks, including senior vice president of development and production at Bravo, where she won four Emmy Awards, one for developing and executive producing Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, two for Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List, and one for Cirque du Soleil. Fire Within. She began as an intern, everybody, and advanced the casting director of Playwrights Horizons in New York and went on to a primetime development and casting role at Fox. She served as vice president for series development at Lifetime 
and Senior Vice President of Development Productions at Bravo, where she was responsible for developing the Real Housewives franchise. She spent three years as Senior Vice President of Original Programming and Development with NBC Universal's Oxygen Media before joining GSN. Wow, meeting her in her office, all those Emmys surrounding me, it blew me away. She really had a unique take on the business, and I know that she'll give you the same take here. Amy Introcaso Davis. Learn to listen. Listening is the most important thing you can do as an executive. You know, after being in the television industry for a hundred years, the one thing I know is that people really like to hear themselves talk. And so in those moments where those hours where I've heard lots of people talk and pontificate, what you do is you learn, you learn things. You actually learn things when you listen. And it is by far the most important thing that you can do as an executive is listen, listen to your talent, listen to your folk, listen to the trends that are out there. Listen in terms of talent walking in the door. I think it's, you know, you have to find what's right for you. You can't let other people tell you what you should be. You are who you are, accept it, love it and bring it in the door because that's what's going to make it work or not. You know, don't overthink it. My next guest is an extraordinary comedian, actor, writer, podcaster, and best-selling author. Beginning as a stand-up comic in New York with the likes of Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, Bill Maher, and Carol Leifer, he opened for Frank Sinatra in Las Vegas and appeared on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson several times before making the rare leap from stand-up comedian to character actor. He's appeared in memorable roles in major films such as Pretty Woman, The Nutty Professor, and Ten Things I Hate About You, and also appeared in numerous TV shows ranging from Law and Order to Eight Simple Rules to Seinfeld. He continues to write and tour as a comedian, and his podcast is one of the most listened-to podcasts in the world. This guy had me laughing so hard, I'm losing my voice and crying thinking about it right now. Just an incredible man with incredible advice. Something that just shouldn't be missed. Larry Miller. Don't be afraid of it. Get in there and start slugging. And when things go wrong, you can get angry. Anger is fine. But don't be afraid of it. Don't ever say, ever, I was wrong to get in. Guess what? You've already been turned the right way. You've already been shown the door to go through. Go through it. Now, if you're looking for the secret of show business or the secret of where the door is, there's no door and there's no secret. What you do is, as an actor, as a comic, as anything you want to be, start hanging out where all the people hang out who do that. And you know what? You'll learn something and you'll get your first agent and you won't like him. And so you'll get another one. Or the agent will hire you and he won't like you. And he'll get another one. Don't be afraid of it. Just keep going and keep swinging with both hands and keep smiling and keep saying, how do you like that? I'm in show business and I'm never leaving. My next guest for the show today is one of the classiest people you'll ever meet in the world. She's the president of TNT and TBS Productions and Business Operations and overseas production and business affairs for TNT, TBS, TCM, and True TV, as well as the Cartoon Network. She was the lead deal maker behind the agreements that brought Conan O'Brien's late show to TBS and arranged deals resulting in several hit TNT and TBS original series, including The Closer, Men of a Certain Age, Leverage, Dark Blue, My Boys, and Lopez Tonight. She is just an amazing, amazing person. She's worked at Turner for over 20 years and once served as an attorney to Michael Jackson. I know her take is special, as special as it gets, and I hope you feel the same way. Sandra Dewey. I think the road to success, regardless of, you know, which... Uh, point of entry you're coming in, whether you want to be a business person or a lawyer or an artist, there are some there are some fundamental truths across the board. One of which is um, 
you have to start with personal excellence. You have to be, you know, you have to understand that some people and the, in the rarest of circumstances get lucky, but for most people, you have to be really good at what you do. You have to want to be really good at what you do. You have to commit to it and settle for nothing less than your best execution of what you can do. And sadly, that that in and of itself, even if you achieve that, is not enough. That is your basis from which you start. And then I would say, which not enough people do this, you have to be a student of a couple of things. You have to be a student of people. You have to watch and learn from people and see how they interact and how to be successful in different circumstances. You know, you're not always presented with the same framework. You know, some environments are hostile, some are friendly, some require different things. If you can't walk into a room and have a fairly accurate read about what the expectations are and how to succeed in that environment, you're handicapping yourself. So, you know, it it, it sounds abstract, but the more, you know, in your life, look at people who are doing things in an exceptional way and ask yourself how and why they're doing that. And you don't want to copy anyone, but you want to take lessons from that. When you see people who are extraordinary, you know, pick up some of the pieces of that. And just as importantly, look at people who are just what you would consider to be failing, you know, who are doing things in a way that you say, I would never want to handle that way. And that becomes part of your lesson. And I think the more that you can understand other human beings and why things happen a certain way, the more you can position yourself for success. And then I would say as the last piece, you know, be a student of your industry, because even whether you're an actor or a business person or a development executive, the more you understand how it works and why and the different pieces of the puzzle is going to inform how you do the thing that you do and will make you smarter and better and more impressive to the people who are ultimately going to make decisions about your future. My final guest today on the 2015 Best of Show Part 2 of 2 is a guy who really, really took me in a different direction of the podcast, and we had an amazing time. The only person I've ever interviewed inside an editing suite of a music studio. This man's a musician, producer, and television personality who starred on American Idol as a panel judge for 12 seasons. He started as a bass guitarist in bands around Baton Rouge as a teenager and went on to record and tour with many of the best jazz, R&B, and pop musicians of the 20th century, including Journey, Bon Jovi, Billy Joel, Whitney Houston, Madonna, and many, many more. He became a line producer and eventually an A&R executive at Columbia Records and MCA Records before being tapped to judge on the Smash Fox series, American Idol, the top-rated show in the U.S. for eight years. He also executive produced America's Best Dance Crew for MTV and has over a 1,000 gold and platinum records bearing his name. Well, this guy is closing this show for a reason, and you're going to find out why. Randy Jackson. You got to really find out what you're really, truly passionate about. And most importantly, find out what you're really, really best at. You may think, or people may say, you should be a model. Some may say you have a face for radio. So you got to really find out what you're really, really good at. And that's your thing in this life to lead you through. Polish that, buff that, find out as much information about it. Become, I mean, an entrepreneur of knowing what you're best at. Follow that. That'll lead you to other things. You need, there's one thing that you have that is better than anyone else's. It's something that you do. It may not be what you want to do, but as a great man said to me once, what you need to do is what you need to listen to. It's not what we want. What do we need? What do you need? Do you have to do this? Not do I want to do this. I want to be an astronaut. I'm not. Do you? I don't need to be an astronaut, but I need music. Well, that wraps up another episode of Industry Standard. And our part two of two, best of 2015. I hope you enjoyed these amazing 20 guests 
and last week's 20. And I look forward to seeing you next week with a new episode of Industry Standard. Have a great new year. Have a great 2016. And again, thank you all so much, so very much for making this podcast what it is today. I couldn't have done it without you. And as always, this has been another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. They say it's the glory I'll scream your name and put you on shoulders walk you to fame you'll get all the money drive that fancy car all the people love you cause you're going for life is for the dreamers they have all to gain it's never quite over till it all feels the same. You pick your own poison, dig your own grave down in the valley. A fortune. Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.